When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast with your hosts, Mr. Gray and Philly V. That's right. My name is Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And this is the B-Side Boys podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast presented by Central City Liquors here in the Wombat Den. Phil, tell us about Central City Liquors. Yep. Central City Liquors is the uh, home of the 15% coupon. If you mention West Des Moines Wombats or the B-Side Boys, you are going to get 15% off your regular item order. And uh, you're not going to find a better price on like anything in the Des Moines Metro compared to Central City Liquors. And just from talking to Justin and stuff like that, you know, cheapest kegs you can possibly want so you're going to be throwing any parties or anything like that definitely go pick up a keg from them and i believe still this week we're going to be doing some tequila they got some clear tequila that's going to be on sale really good with margaritas uh tequila sunrises you know whatever your jam is straight shots it's this uh aguave aged tequila about 30 40 years and it is distilled twice so i believe usually they only do it once typically but this one's always twice it's pretty good stuff i like it yeah, no, it's nice to uh, do a little tequila back-to-back weeks here. So, yeah, head on down there. Again, make sure you mention the B-Side Boys or the West Des Moines Wombats. We appreciate everything they do for us, and we appreciate everybody for listening. It's been a fun ride so far, and today we have a special episode, which it is rugby-centric, but our guest today will have a wrestling background Uh, Rugby and wrestling, we feel, have a great crossover, and we'll get into why that is later. But first, uh, as you're doing the ad read there, Phil, (laughs) you you sound a little rough. You look old as shit. (laughs) Phil, what's happening in your life? Well, uh, it was my birthday this weekend, this past weekend, so I am no longer in my 20s, unfortunately. I feel like I'm dying a little bit inside because I have to start my age with a three now. So, yeah, I am officially 30. Welcome to the club. Ugh, I mean, Javi's over here at what, 21? Yeah. <laughs> Just a yeah. sweet baby boy. Just a little baby boy. <laughs> Nine more years. So, Ooh. you got the sweet Hawaiian shirt on. I saw it in Snapchat. So that's the same shirt from over 36 hours ago. It is, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I haven't showered yet. I'm pretty greasy. Yeah, DeAndre put together a surprise birthday for me, and he knows I hate surprises. And I can't believe he was able to keep it a secret from me this entire time. Cause that's like, insane. Oh, yeah. How close you and Dr. And like you had no idea. Yeah, you're none the wiser, dude. No idea. And uh, yeah, cause he's like, oh, you want to go get some food? I'm like, yeah, let's just go to Pally's, you know. And I don't really like to do a lot of stuff for my birthday. He's like, I need to make a pit stop quick. I'm like, that seems suspicious, but okay. But I thought maybe like his niece was like at the park with her kid or something like that, and yeah. they had to drop something off. I don't know, and showed up and like. A bunch of people were there, which was really cool. Like a lot of guys on the team, and Trunk got me this sweet Hawaiian shirt with uh, West Moines Wombats logo on it. It's it's pretty cool. So that's, I wore that out. That's awesome. Where'd you guys go? Um, well, we were at the Windsor Heights Park, and then we went uh, to the East Village. 
Uh, nice. And Alex and Emma showed up and surprised me, so that was another surprise. And Rotor came out of nowhere, too, so that was another surprise. Nice. Like, Alex is going to be on the show today. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that wild? It's crazy. <laughs> Can't wait till he comes in. Dude, you would have appreciated it, too. We tried to do a Wade Box thing with the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I thought I saw in DeAndre's girlfriend's like shirt, there's a few. She was like up to 10 tallies, but... yeah. Well, I was supposed to wear a white t-shirt with mine, too, but it was too hot to be wearing a shirt and a Hawaiian shirt, so they just started marking it on my chest. <laughs> I was going to say, you look, like, greasier, like you have dirt or charcoal. It's marker. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Well, happy birthday, Phil. Glad you could join the club, and... I'm glad I made it this far. <laughs> Here's to another 30. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, drink to that. Hey, I have a quick question for you, Phil. Mm. Uh, have you gotten... Has anyone given you your, uh, quote-unquote, birthday licks yet? Birthday licks? So it's a thing. Every t- uh, we do this all the time at Iowa Central. You mean like beat the shit out of me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, and, we, and so, in your instance, say so it was your birthday. I would punch you somewhere on the arm thirty times. Oh. Hmm. Subscribe to the Patreon to see the video <laughs> of Javi punching <laughs> Phil. Yeah, that's what we should. <laughs> that's how we're gonna get big money, Phil and Javi fight. Listed as explicit, maybe under like BDSM or something weird. <laughs> yo, hey, yo. Oh, man. Uh, I was going to say, actually, I think later in this podcast also, we're going to have someone who does put on uh, wrestling matches on Patreon. So that's going to be pretty cool. We talked to Zach Bogle from Stalemates. He has an event, Street League 3, coming up. So maybe, you know, you can get your 30 licks <laughs> during that. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe we can get the maniac to give them to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so Dude. for those of you that don't know, the maniac, uh, Mikey England, he is a wrestler. He also is into MMA. He's trying to break through to the UFC scene. Uh, he fought or he wrestled in the main event of Street League 2. And we tweeted at him like, hey, when you win... Come drink a beer with us and shoot it out of the boot. You know, drink it out of your shoe. He wins his match. He runs over to us. He drinks it. And that's where a real good connection between Stalemates and the Wombats was formed. I I cannot wait for this event. I can't wait to talk to Zach about it and see what he thinks. Speaking of other events, though, before we get more into that, I also haven't showered uh, in two (laughs) days either. And I did a little little CrossFit event this weekend. Uh, And... uh, I didn't shower yesterday or today. <laughs> Dude, I saw the photo, the video and stuff of you and uh, Ridgeway pulling the truck. That was actually kind of cool. I was like, oh, like usually it's like you know kipping pull-ups and like thrusters and like oh, ramp, yeah. stuff like that. It's like, oh, you guys are doing like straw man style stuff too. So one of the guys, so it was at Redline CrossFit in Waukee. Really cool dudes, and one of the guys who goes to our gym at eighty thirty five on Keo. He his name's Clint Quisenberry, real good dude. He helped his buddies at Redline set this up. Well, he works with Carl Chevrolet, and so they sponsored the truck pull event. They had this giant truck, Carl Chevrolet logos all over it. So it was a Carl Chevrolet truck pull. Mm. No free ads. I keep saying, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what it was. And I'm just like, hey, I'll sign up for more CrossFit stuff if you keep putting strongman stuff in it because everybody's who's there is like, so okay. This pissed me off so much. <laughs> okay. Ridgeway and I walk in to sign up, or like to check in, right? We walk in, and they're like, oh, what team are you? And we were Wombats Rugby. And the other lady's like, they're Wombats Rugby. She's like, how'd you know? We're wearing Wombats Rugby t-shirts. <laughs> so they look at our names, and it has our name, and they give us a free t-shirt. And then the lady goes, oh, oh, this is where the 2X goes. 
He's the 2X. Where did we put that one single 2X shirt? Oh She's like God. yelling at Where's the one 2X? I'm like, I get it. I'm the fattest person in the competition. <laughs> I was the only 2X. I'm like, yeah, I'm here, whatever. But Ridgeway and I, we won the weightlifting component, and we won the truck pull. And we ended up finishing fifth overall. So that was nice. pretty cool. Was in, the, cool. in the scale division. So yeah. no crazy stupid movements. But it was just good to get out there and get some work in. And, you know... In nine episodes, it's the only second time I've talked about CrossFit, so I think it's I... wild, because people that do CrossFit talk about CrossFit all the time. I know. And, yeah, you don't really mention it that often. Because I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Also, this weekend, we talked with the Des Moines guys last week about the Madtown Sevens. Mm-hmm. That was the National Sevens Qualifier up in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, beautiful complex up there that the Wisconsin Rugby Club has in Cottage oh, Grove. It's like one of the nicest clubhouses, like, probably in the nation. Yeah. It's I, beautiful. Did you know they now have, the you and I guys were saying when they went up there for their qualifier, mm. so they have the clubhouse in the middle. Yeah. They have fields on both sides. Yeah. So you can go from one side to the other, and they have, like, these giant, like, patio decks. Yeah. And you can be drinking beers, or they had milk. You could drink milk there. <laughs> have a little glass of milk. Yeah, whatever. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> Beautiful facility. So it looks like the Chicago Lions, the defending national champions, their men's team got first place. Their men's team B-side got third place. Yeah. And then their women's team also got first place. So Chicago Lions already punched their ticket to nationals yep. for sevens. Hard to find. I reached out to Wisconsin. Nowhere is the total, like where people finish but what we gathered it looks like st louis bombers got fifth Fifth, the wisconsin selects got sixth and then dubuque rugby went up there they went two and three for the day Mm. they finished they might have got i want to i don't want to speculate i guess too much but i want to say they got eighth place well didn't des moines Moines got seven des moines got des moines top side got seven yeah and they like started out really good on the day because like i talked to Jacob Sunday a little bit, just see how they did, because, again, there wasn't really anything posted on the Wisconsin side. Um, and they, they started out hot. They beat Kansas City Blues A-side right off the bat. Yeah. And, I don't know, they just had some miscues in some of their other matches and finished the day, I think, Yeah. against, uh, did they, who did they play last? They would have beat them, whoever it was. Yeah. I just can't remember who they played. It might have been Dubuque who they played last. Dubuque might have gotten eight. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully someone posts the results of that because it is cool. And that's why they have three national qualifiers. Mm. You know, you could show up one day and have the best 12 guys out there. And then you just play like shit. Ball bounce is bad. Mm-hmm. That's why you do it more than once. Yeah. You know, and who knows? I'm guessing Chicago is still going to show up to the Mad Jack Sevens this weekend with their their amazing roster and still put their best foot forward because they want to prep. So, like, what uh, would, how would that... So, I mean, like, obviously they are already punched their ticket because they won the qualifier. So they come to Des Moines and win the Mad Jack 7s tournament too, but then whoever gets second place will get the bid, correct? I assume that unless they go, okay, Chicago won it. We're just going to give an at-large bid to who we think is deserving, but I would assume you would pick the, whoever finishes second. second. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. But then why wouldn't the team at Mad Town Sevens, who got second, would they yeah. be deserved? You know, yeah. so it, I don't know. It's tough with an auto bid, but maybe it's like you don't get that and it just goes to the next in line. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So, yeah, that's this weekend in Des Moines at the Des Moines Rugby Clubhouse, the Mad Jack Sevens, the second national qualifier. If you're in town, should be a great time. Go check it out. Should be good. And then the last little bit of rugby updates here. MLR. Ugh. 
<laughs> if the MLR was any messier, I'd call it your 30th birthday party. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, dude, speaking of that, wait, not to get back off topic here, but uh, we had the cops called on us at uh, the Windsor Heights Park. Why? Uh, so we like brought a grill over there and stuff, and like two cop cars pulled up, and like there was like a lot of families there and stuff like that. And, like we weren't really too rowdy, like you know we're just having some beers and stuff. But then they come over and like said something about smoking, and I guess they didn't really think much about it. I'm like, you mean like cigarettes, jewels, you know, or whatever? They're yeah, like, yeah. no, like marijuana. And I'm like, there's always smoking weed over here. And they're like, well, some parent called and said they smelled like weed or whatever. And they're like, but you can't smoke over here anyways, like, you know, like cigarettes, because it's yeah. a public park, and it's like, right. okay, like, that makes sense. And then literally there's some ladies there that came up to me afterwards, and they're just like, hey, we didn't call the cops, like, we like to smoke or whatever, and stuff, <laughs> I'm like, like, because they asked about that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I thought they called about, like, dueling or something like that. Apparently somebody called about marijuana, I'm like, nobody's smoking weed here. It was oh my weird. gosh. <laughs> so Phil's uh, 30th birthday party getting accused of smoking weed in a public park at three in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> 30's crazy. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't wait till I'm 30. Three. Um, <laughs> no, so back to MLR. So, Gilgronies, they came out and said it was a salary, salary cap violation. A lot of fans are saying, like, well, these rugby players are not making enough to live. The salary cap needs to be raised. And so the Giltinis, owned by the same owner... They then were disqualified from the playoffs for conduct detrimental to the league. Reading around to some blue check marks, it sounds like because they were owned by the same owner, mm. they were going to pull themselves out of the playoff picture. So they were going to sit out and protest the playoffs to be in line with the Gilgronies. So in support of the Gilgronies, they were going to sit out. That seems ridiculous. So the it's, idea it's is... It's terrible for the league, I feel like. It, it's terrible for the league, but their whole point is, well, if you're not going to pay them, like, we, like if they all kind of almost, like, unionize, right? Yeah. Well, then we're all going to get paid more. But the problem is, not every ownership group can pay their team that much. No. And so there's people who are like, that's BS, the players earned it. And it's like, you're right, they did. But if a couple of teams have an unlimited payroll... And then the rest of the league, which is brand new, mm. is just scraping to get by. You know, it, it's just, it doesn't create a good league. You know, and then it'll be like the New York Yankees and their unlimited payroll, and they won twenty seven oh, championships right. or whatever, right? Well, what's the uh, salary cap again? Is it five hundred thousand dollars? I think so. That does seem ridiculously low for a major league sport. Yeah. But I know it's still. How much money are they bringing in on TV contracts? Yeah, I know. How many? I mean, I think the average is fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred. Mm. attendance per game that's not much no. and their tickets aren't expensive so i mean it's gonna be hard to call it professional level and if you have an owner who wants to empty his pocketbooks like it's i don't know it's it's not a situation i'd want to be in yeah. but they have to figure excuse me they have to figure something out especially during the playoffs oh yeah like i feel like too like for us we get so focused on like d3 iowa rugby like in our little world college rugby mm. checking on those guys we get away from, like, MLR season starts, we're all about it. Well, we don't have a local team, we, we drift off, and then, now that it's playoffs, it's like, I'm interested again. Yeah. Well, especially what, with all this drama, too, going on, it's just well, like, that's what, what I'm, in the world? That's what I'm saying. Do you know who won the Eastern Qualifier yesterday? No, I haven't checked yet. Exactly. But you know what's going on with Gil Gronies and Giltinis. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think New York beat Atlanta. Oh, okay. Wow. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's Maybe. what happened. But, like, none of the attention is on the actual game. It's all about the drama of the league. So, yeah. 
that kind of sucks. But, you know, it happens, and hopefully they grow from it. I hope Hopefully the league doesn't fold, but I hope they make good changes. Mark Cuban, if you're listening to this, come save it, please. Mark Cuban, if you're listening to this, please give the West Hawaiian Wombats a billion dollars. Shark Tank idea. We'll give you 50%. Of our, 50% of our club. <laughs> I think it's time for the interview. Javi, play the music. All right, and we are to the interview portion of the show. Today is a little bit different. Instead of a purely rugby interview, we have a rugby-adjacent interview. We have the creator and founder of Stalemates, a wrestling uh, media company. And then we also have Alex Schmitz. He is a current West Des Moines Wombat and a competitor in the Stalemates Street League. So first of all, Zach, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good to be back in Iowa. Just got back from a trip to New York, and now we're off to the races for Street League 3, yeah. uh, June 24th. You were just up in New York for, what was that, the Final 10s, or what What was that out there? Yeah, it's called Final X. It's basically the last process in uh, making the world team for Team USA. I don't know if rugby's like this, but wrestling likes to really overcomplicate things. So <laughs> We have the world team trials, which you would think. If you won that, you would be on the world team, but that does not mean anything. That means you get the opportunity to compete for the world team. And so that's what I was out there doing was uh, watching the final X, which was not the final final X. There was a second one. So it was technically the final final X. Oh, that doesn't sound like rugby at all. <laughs> yeah, no, no one no one ever overcomplicates things. That's, I guess, pretty par for the course across the board. So, yeah, I saw those pictures out yeah. there. It, it looked awesome, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was good to go to New York. We had a we had a lot more like supporters out in New York than I thought, which is which was really cool to see. Obviously, being in, from Iowa and how big wrestling is in Iowa, it's cool to go other places. And people are excited about street league, so it, it's fun. That's awesome. And then, like I said, we have Alex Schmitz here. Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet. How are you doing? You getting all? You been in the weight room and the wrestling room, getting prepped? Yeah, we've been getting getting ready, getting some kind of conditioning back. It's good <laughs> for seven season two. If whenever we once we get back out there, so this is a good prep for that. Been trying to get in the wrestling room. It's tough in the summer, you know, but we've been I've been able to find time. Um, I run my own little club as well, so my high schoolers were in there doing our thing so they give me a little bit of workout too yeah and you're at martindale st mary's right yep yep i'm an assistant coach at martindale st mary's nice and so we're talking about the street league three zach can you tell everybody what the street league is it's the third one that you've had and basically how did it come about and what is this next one going to look like yeah, so Street League to me is, um, I like to think of it as like, uh, let's see here, it's almost like a, it's almost like an old-timers duel or something like that, but we don't have team scores or anything like that. We originally were trying to go for a version of like Barstool's Rough and Rowdy, uh-huh. uh, but along the way we found, uh, I felt like people were getting offended when I said, hey, do you want to wrestle on this thing? It's like Rough and Rowdy, and they're like, oh, you think I'm one of those kind of, kind of guys? <laughs> <laughs> So we kind of changed the branding a little bit. It was like, well, it's like Rough and Rowdy, but like you were actually like good at wrestling because I feel like a lot of people that boxed and Rough and Rowdy and stuff like that uh, have never boxed a day in their life, and it was pretty embarrassing for them. So it's, it's, it's like a better version of that, and if people don't know what that is, they can look that up. But Street League is, uh, we, you know, we go get guys like Alex that were former high-level competitors, a lot better than I ever was. 
And, um, you know, I feel like there really wasn't a lot of opportunities in wrestling to get that limelight like you would get in high school, you know, if you wrestled at a state tournament or a college duel or something like that. And the only real opportunities for, like, an old-timer or, like, former wrestlers to really compete were these tournaments that were, like, all day long. You got four or five matches. And as Alex knows or anybody that's listening knows, if you've ever wrestled before, it's really hard. And uh, if you want to do four or five matches in one day, it's, it's really hard on your body. And you're wrestling in these gyms. There's not a lot of people there, so we're like, hey, why don't we do something where you know we give a guy, we give guys the opportunity to you know have a walkout song. The friends can be there. The wombats can be there. They're drinking beer. People are yelling. The first one, people are throwing money on the mat when someone got pinned. So it's just kind of a it's two hours of entertainment, and you know it's also some good wrestling and, and high entertainment and. You know, we try to make matchups that make sense. I'm not going to throw a guy out there that uh, is going to get, you know, wrecked by someone who's who's still active and trying to make some sort of Team USA. So the, the wrestling kind of is equivalent, and you know, it's fun. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything. No one's gonna no one's gonna sign a big contract to the UFC after this. So uh, it, it's just fun. No, that's awesome. And yeah, like you mentioned, the rowdy part of it as the Wombats, so we had our guy Alex in the last one, the very first one, me and yep. Marcus Benton we came to. You were in, what was the name of the place in the first venue? Was it the Hy-Vee, or right next to it, Hy-Vee it Hall? Was, yeah, it was called a Forte Ballroom, and those guys were great. We would love to go back there. It was just, it was awesome because it was small, and, and obviously, you know, I know, Ryan, you're a UNI guy. It's, it's you know, West Gym kind oh, yeah. of vibe where it's, mm-hmm. you're, on, you're on top, it's hot in there, it's exciting. But our camera crew was like, listen, we got to figure out something. Because, you know, it was tiny. I mean, they were like sitting in the laps of people with these cameras. And and not just that, but, you know, we sold that place out. So we wanted to get something bigger. And, you know, it's, it, it was fun. It was a good time. And I liked having it there. But, you know, we're obviously trying to grow and, and get a little bit bigger space. This, this new space that we got, the Rexplex, I don't know if you guys have played up there yet, but it's amazing. Yeah, we've, we've played the Rexplex. It's uh like on their turf and stuff like that. It's, not, it's actually a pretty nice... Uh, facility i'm really excited for uh, street league to be there and i feel like it's going to be even more space than the last location yeah yeah and it's uh, a lot cleaner a lot newer but it doesn't have that dingy vibe but it, it, it's good they still gonna let us get rowdy there though <laughs> oh yeah for sure we're gonna we're definitely gonna we're gonna bring the tables in a little bit closer the second one i felt like we we're a little bit too comfortable so it, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah that was awesome because yeah like i said the first one marcus and i we went had a few beers, we worked our way to the front, and like it felt like you were almost at a concert, shoulder to shoulder with people, and that made yep. it really cool. It really did feel like the West Gym, like we were on top of the wrestlers. And then the yep. second one was awesome because it just felt like people knew what they were walking into. Mm. And then, yeah, we had a VIP table of Wombats because our boy Alex was wrestling, pulled him out of wrestling retirement to <laughs> jump in for a match, and... I mean, it was a blast, and there were so many matches where we might not have known who was wrestling, but then there was a few where it was like, oh, I remember this guy from college. I remember this yep. guy from high school. I, I've heard this name, or you had a, a couple of women wrestle for the first time. You had a couple of high school kids yep. wrestle. Just some fun matchups that you would never see in regular competition. And then, yeah, the the booze was flowing, and <laughs> we were picking favorites. And then we got your guy, the maniac, to come over and drink a beer out of a shoe. Like, that was that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think you guys made history at that. I don't know if that's ever been done before. And you know, it's funny. I posted that. I posted that on Instagram or TikTok or something like that, and the amount of people were like, this is disgusting. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, people can do it in other sports, but I guess the wrestling shoes is way worse. But, uh, yeah, to your point, you know, the athletes that we get, we've had – 
if you think about it, we've had a female match last time. We started off the card with that, and that was two two females that have never wrestled a match before. So we've had that end of the scope, and then on the other side, we've had um, you know, Kevin Gaston was an Olympic alternate. So think about that. The, the people you know up and down that we that we've had. It's, it's probably the only event in in um, combat sports where you have those into the spectrum, and and all of them have been good. I would say there's probably only one match we've ever had where it was like, all right, that guy probably should not have wrestled tonight. But, you know, it's fun, though, up and down. And I was actually, you know, pleasantly surprised with Alex. Not a knock towards Alex at all, but I felt like he was kind of volunteered by Ryan. And he goes out there, I'm like, this dude can freaking scrap. And, and the dude that he was wrestling, I think, was just a lot more active at the time. But this one will be good because Jake Neiman is a two-time street league champ. He's obviously a younger guy, and, and he's coming off of an injury. He, he wrecked himself playing rec league basketball, so he, he's, he's excited. He, he's, like, he's a little bit of a showman, too, so I know that you guys are going to give it to him. Uh, we're we're going to be playing the head game with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I already, I already saw on Twitter, I tweeted at him, like, I'd hate to be the guy who has to fate Alex Schmitz. Oh, wait, that's you. And then I told him yeah, if he yeah. loses or when he loses, he has to come play rugby for us, so... You know, trying to work that angle, yes. get into his head early. You know, a lot of pro wrestling tactics. You know, I'm a big pro wrestling guy, so oh, yeah. trying to coach Alex up yeah. a little bit. Um, uh, Alex, do you have like a robe or like how are or can we I'm not? Taking a, I am taking a page out of the pro wrestling book for my walkout song, oh. just, so, just for a little sneak peek. You know. Oh, I can't wait! And like, we're gonna be yeah. right there, right there. I love how you put us uh, right by the entrance too. And again, like we just as guys would walk out if we didn't know the two guys we're like okay this is the person we're rooting for this is who we're booing this is the face this is the heel <laughs> this is who we're yeah, like yeah. we're we're gonna get after it yeah. get, get rowdy <laughs> yeah um, we try to get we try to get a lot of the i like having guys come back because i like that familiarity you know if you guys you guys went to the last one you'll see a lot of the same faces and that gives you someone to cheer for someone to cheer against and um you know if we had new faces all the time people would not really know who they do like and who they don't like. And I feel like people are starting to really realize that, you know, especially Maniac, Mikey, he's done a good job of, of really, uh, I think, winning a lot of the people over. And, and I remember at first, Mikey, he's actually my cousin, and um, he was the first person I called to be on this thing that we're doing. And I kind of felt like I was asking him in, like, a favor kind of way. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I'll do it, you know, whatever. And then the second one, we're like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to need that favor again. If you want to do it, you know, we'll pay you more. We'll make you a mini event. And he loved it. And he actually, he got the opportunity a couple months ago to go out to the UFC um, headquarters. And they were hosting a, a uh, grappling event there. And it was an invite-only deal. And he said every time that they brought him in to do an interview, because they, you know, were trying to hype up the event, they kept bringing up his, like, you wrestled in something and you walked out in a Spider-Man costume? <laughs> That was amazing. That, yeah. that totally threw me yeah. off when he did that. It's like, oh. and the old school yeah. Spider-Man theme song. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's got another one this time, and he almost was like, I don't know if I, you know what? I'm like, Mikey, you're doing it. You have to. <laughs> yeah. so he's got another. He's, he's he's got another cool walkout. After this, I'll probably be out of favors with him. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I feel like too. Like, I don't know what he plans on doing next. But, I mean, he could have a future in pro wrestling, too. Like, oh, yeah. just the charisma yeah, and exactly. the athleticism and just, I don't know. He just seems... He's got the perfect personality for it, that's for sure. Yeah, like the crowd gravitates yeah. towards him. Because I think the first match he wrestled in Stalemates 1, that was against my buddy from high school, Jimmy Schuschler, wasn't it? Yep, yep, Jimmy's the man. He actually, I think, lost his ACL that night. Yeah, that, oh. yeah the maniac just 
tore his ACL, cheap shot. No, it was like, <laughs> no, yeah, it was yeah. like just no, a bad Jimmy, first. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, I didn't say that in like in, in a negative way. Jimmy is tough as nails, and he actually, uh, you know, when we were trying to find a replacement for Marinelli, he was like, I don't have a knee anymore, but I'll do it. And I'm like, no, you're not going out there. There's no way. No, Jimmy's the man, and I'll say this: I think Jimmy sold the most amount of tickets that night. So, oh, for I, sure. If Jimmy ever gets healthy, I'd love to have him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I saw so many people from high school in that little arena. I'm just like, oh man, yeah. Oh, you're here for Jimmy too? Oh, cool. Yeah. So now he's a good dude, and that was cool to see him on the first card there. And so, yeah. you know, street league is one of the big events that you do, but it's not everything you do. The Stalemates is the name of the the media company that you made. So basically, how did that come about? Like, what is Stalemates? Uh, what inspired it? And what was your goal when you first started? Because it, it is pretty new, but it's a new venture in the wrestling media world and much different than what people have been used mm-hmm. to. And I think that's caught a lot of people's eye. Um, you know, it started in COVID, obviously. You know, my I'm, I'm actually a barber full-time, and, and when COVID happened, I couldn't work for two months. The governor had shut down all the, all the uh, barber shops and beauty salons and many other things as well but i didn't really have anything going on at the time and i actually grew up making like jackass videos my friends and i we wanted to be that was like our our, our that was like our plan in life was to join jackass That's and awesome. so we were like okay so we we bought uh, i don't know if you remember they, they used to make these cameras called flip cameras it was like kind of oh, a gopro yeah. before a gopro yeah and so i had got my hands on one of those early on and uh I found myself, I really liked to edit video and do those kind of things. And then whenever I became a barber, I really stopped all those kind of hobbies and just focused on doing that. So then, obviously, when I couldn't cut hair, I went back to just learning to edit videos. And, you know, if you think about the landscape of, like, sports media, it's, uh, it's all on the Internet now. And, and I felt like, you know, guys like Pat McAfee were really taking off. And oh, yeah. Obviously, bars, obviously uh, Barstool is big, and, and every niche sport kind of has these, these internet shows and I felt like wrestling there really wasn't a lot of that mm-hmm. so our game plan our game plan was to kind of do something like that obviously we felt like we were pretty good at editing videos and whatnot and uh, I had a friend in Colorado at the time where he couldn't work as well because of COVID so I would go on walks every day and I'd call him and I and we would talk about you know doing this and we had a game plan at the time what we were going to do is we were going to try to build a following online by doing highlights for high school kids and we found out how much of a pain in the ass that was dealing with <laughs> high school kids. They wanted a highlight done. They wanted, like, these crazy rap songs that have every cuss word of the book on them. They wanted it done in five, they wanted it done in five minutes. We were going we to post these highlight clips and gain traction, and we did. And we felt like every once in a while we'd sneak in a clip of the show. So we'd post, like, you know, three highlights reels, and then we'd post a clip of our YouTube show. And that just simply didn't work. They did not give two shits about the show. So, you know, from there, we like, we got to find a different strategy. So we just said, why don't we start to talk about kind of kind of like TMZ-esque topics in wrestling, which really wasn't done because wrestling is a very, very small niche sport. Yeah. And because I didn't know these people, I didn't care about talking about them. And then really early on, I found out that they would listen. They actually did listen or they actually... You know, did find out if I, you know, I, I, early on I compared a kid to O.J. Simpson and their co- the Oklahoma State coaches. It was an Oklahoma State wrestler. I compared one of their guys to O.J. Simpson and I got, like, roasted by their staff and their fan base. And from then, on, from then on, I was like, all right, like, I feel like we have something here if people are going to get this upset. And, uh, 
you know, we just kept going. And obviously, we've morphed into different things from time to time. And, and uh, now we're hosting events. So it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely. It seems like, you know, like you said, you had that vision. And then immediately it was like, well, this isn't it. But you could see, like, like I think social media and Twitter has been huge for you to yeah. see, like, what works, what gets people engaged, um, what gets them talking. And, and I feel like, you know, you go from, hey, let's make these highlight videos for these kids to your last big interview. I mean, you were interviewing Tom Brands. Yeah. You know, that was the second time you sat down with him. I mean, did you ever imagine Tom Brands would call you up to be like, hey, come up here. I want to talk. That's wild. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, our, our original strategy was like, let's talk a lot of crap, and <laughs> who cares if they get mad because we don't know these people anyway. So these people, it's not like we're burning any bridges because there's not a bridge. So that that was our original strategy, and I don't really have as big of balls now as I do then. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't say I had balls either. It's just more me being, like, naive and, and ignorant to the fact that people would, would listen. But... You know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, you always want to evolve and adapt. And Brian, I know I've talked to you before about, you know, we talked about, you know, what works for you guys. And, you know, when you guys post different clips and, and what works and, and what, what the plan is. And we don't have a general, you know, five-year, ten-year plan. We just want to keep doing awesome stuff. And we just keep throwing crap at the wall. And if, if, I, if I feel like it works, it, it works. And there's definitely things that we've done. I, 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 I'm like, nah, that, that didn't work well. You know, we'll take that one down. I don't even like seeing that up there. So it just depends on this. Depends on you know what we feel like the people gravitate towards, and you know we try to do the best that we can no matter what. So are you a big uh, logistics and numbers guy like Mr. Gray? Because that's all he ever talks about with social media <laughs> yeah. stuff. You no, know, actually, at first I wasn't. I really, <laughs> at first I wasn't at all because I cared more about like just having fun editing, and mm. then. Uh, the more that I do it and the more that I try to focus on growing, it was, the more I was like, okay, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe data does matter. You know, maybe, maybe there's a reason why people are buying, you know, data from Facebook and doing all this stuff. So <laughs> I've become, I've become more of a data analytics guy, you know, as things go on. Uh, it's funny that you say that because we're really focusing on our episodes on like retention and stuff like that. So hmm. I, I would say now I, I'm definitely more of a data guy than, than I used to be. I don't know if that's good or bad, though, because, like, uh, I read an article the other day about Adam Sandler and, and Netflix and how Netflix basically went to him and was like, hey, people love Adam Sandler movies. People love when he makes comedy, romance comedy or something like that. They love, like, Netflix looks at things as, like, a strictly data-driven strategy. Well, if you look at a lot of the Netflix movies with Adam Sandler, they're not very good because they're like, hey, here's all this money, but you have to make it in this format. We don't care how creative it is, right? Mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, you know, paid by know, numbers. I don't know if that always, yeah, I don't know if that always really makes sense. I think sometimes you just got to be creative and hopefully hopefully that creative just translates, but yeah, yeah, I don't I, know if I answered that question. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like when I look at the data, it's more of like when we first started, our big thing was, okay, we want to catch people's eye, and so we tried to make memes, and same thing, a lot of the influence of like starting the Wombats and then into the, the B-Side Boys, you know, I took a lot of influence from, from, stalemates, yeah. from stalemates, like I saw you do it, I talked to you do it, you know, while you were creating all of this, and I was like, you know, there's a, there's a hole here for rugby too, mm -hmm. and so we started with, okay, I'm not very good at making videos, I can make memes though, I, I work in a middle school, I know what memes are fresh, I can, you know, <laughs> You're hip. do that, and yeah. I, I think the data for me was more of like, why did this get 
shared this many times and it reached 40,000 people. But this one I really thought that I really did good and I thought it was really awesome only got shared like three times and got two likes. And then it's more of like working backwards of like, what what is the algorithm? What are people thinking? And And then with this, it's like, you know, it's just interesting because we have such a very small market where you're like, hey, wrestling on a national level, you know, you were out in Campbell, you were out in... You went out west, didn't you? Who was that out west? There was a smaller college you went and saw firsthand, didn't you? Uh, we we went to Northern Colorado. And yep. Then we went to we've been to Arkansas and Campbell and Sam Blanken. We've been we've been to a handful of places now, but yeah, we're we're just like, hey, this is Iowa men's league rugby, where it's like that is such a low ceiling of like right. trying to reach out, and where it's I was you know I look at those numbers more of like. Did we reach every Iowa person? Like, there's <laughs> got to be yeah. there's yeah. got to be a ceiling there where it's really cool to see when when you go to different pockets of the country. And like you said earlier, I look at Iowa. I'm super biased. I mean, I think Iowa is the best state for wrestling. I think we have the best oh, yeah. fans, the best programs. And then you hear these Pennsylvania guys thinking they're better, <laughs> which is I was just yeah. gonna mention Pennsylvania, but you beat me to it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those guys think they're so cool. Or, and then you go to other places that I had no clue, the, the Campbell Camels. That was one of my favorite episodes you oh, did yeah. when you were in the yeah. wrestling room. Campbell Camels. I love what they're doing over at Campbell. They're a great group. Yeah, that was... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where do you guys, where do you, where it's like the, I, you know, I feel like in general people in wrestling understand that Iowa is like, we might not be the most uh, talented anymore, but, but as far as culture goes, it, I don't think there's a doubt that the culture in wrestling in Iowa is, is definitely bigger and better than any other state what, what is that for rugby yeah so i feel like because of that culture and wrestling is so strong i then this is the reason why i wanted to bring you on and why i thought stalemates and the wombats were such a good fit because that culture bleeds over into rugby because we have so many wrestling crossover athletes oh, yeah. and so in iowa you have all these former wrestlers where you know you have the street league card of former wrestlers who once they're done wrestling, like they're great athletes, but there's not enough room at the top for them to k- keep competing. Whereas in rugby, right. there's so many teams. There, I mean, we could have up to 50 to 100 guys on our roster if we had the the people. So you can bring in these former wrestlers who, I want to compete, I want to mm-hmm. keep going. And they bring that into rugby. And rugby is one of those sports, too, where you got to be gritty. You know, mm-hmm. you got to grind it out and you just outwork people. And I think be a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of that same mindset in wrestling. And that's why I think Iowa is not on a national scale yet, but we are now nationally known as the state to watch. Like it's not just a flyover state in the last tournament that was on TV. We had seven different college teams, men's and women's mm-hmm. represented in a national tournament down in New Orleans. And they called us the United State of Iowa rugby, and like we're growing at a faster rate than other states. So it's something we're all taking pride in. And basically, this podcast exists because the pockets are growing. And I think a lot of that credit goes to wrestling. I mean, that's how we got Alex. I mean, Alex, what do you feel like you were a wrestler? We, we somehow grabbed you. How, what do you think, being a guy who is not a rugby guy, who is a wrestling guy, like, what, how do you see this question? I guess when I, like, if I'm, like, answering from my own personal perspective, like, the Mm. way I got, like, sucked into rugby um, or, like, kind of started digging my feet into it 
if you will. My my girlfriend, daughter, or mom of my daughter is good friends. Baby mama. Yeah, my baby mama. It's <laughs> <laughs> good friends with some of the guys. Good friends with Phil, DeAndre, Gray. She made uh, our old school logo. Yeah, she made yeah. our logo, yeah. <laughs> um, she's a former rugby player at UNI. And so I was just talking to her one day about, oh, you know, it's a bummer that there aren't opportunities for me to like compete in wrestling anymore. I mean, we just talk about that urge to compete. And she was like, oh, you know, a couple of my good friends are starting this rugby club in town. Uh, do you care if I give them your name and your number? I was like, yeah, go, go for it. And so I met Phil, met DeAndre, got to like learn about the sport and it just, it felt, it felt so natural. The things you do in wrestling translate so easily over into the way you play rugby. Obviously, there's like the gameplay, the strategy, the ball handling skills that are don't come from the wrestling scene, but you learn that so quickly if you just have that base that you kind of gain from wrestling mm-hmm. in the first place. That I felt like it helped me, especially on the defensive side, and it helped me right. so much. Yeah, you, in the way you, I play. You go and play a team from Minnesota or Wisconsin who historically are good at rugby, and then you got a guy like Alex who's like, oh, he's brand new. And he just cuts somebody in half with a yeah. double leg takedown. It's like you you have no fear of putting that guy out there because they know how to tackle and they know how to be physical. Mm-hmm. Where other sports like football, they might be surprisingly scared of contact. Track, they've never had contact. Yeah. Where you have that wrestling mindset of like, oh, someone crosses my face, I put him in the ground. Cool, I know how to do that. Like we always get super giddy a little bit. Like whenever we hear like somebody has a wrestling background. I mean, like well, me and Gray both wrestled and like, but like, you know. At a very like, average yeah, level. Very, like high school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't very good. But, like, no, when we got guys at UNI that were former college guys, or, like, Alex was a former college guy, we always get so excited because, like, they're going to know how to take people down. They know how to use their body correctly, like, and to position themselves correctly. Like, knock on wood, but most of the time, if you know how to wrestle and know how to, like, fall correctly and stuff, like, you typically don't get hurt. Yeah, it was definitely something yeah. I felt like I had to – or I was nervous about it at first because I was not much of a football player. I was all right, like, but I was not even a starter on my high school football team. So I was average to mediocre at best at football. And I was nervous that that was going to be the way rugby would be for me too. But I felt like just the game play too, that more continuous play style translates a lot better for me. And it felt like so smooth going into it from a wrestling background compared to not really. Be- love watching football, love playing pickup football in the backyard, but I was never great at it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a kid um, on my high school team that was a state champ. He was a stud. His name is Ethan Mormon. He went to West Point to wrestle. And I think he had... I don't know what he had going on, but he, he ended up not wrestling. He joined the rugby team, which my high school, we did not have rugby at all. Centerville, and, right? Um, nobody, yeah, nobody even really, you know, not even like a thing that we would even mess around with. And so I remember hearing that he was going to do rugby, and then I kind of found out what rugby was through through him and, be, and realizing, like, oh, wait, this makes sense. Because he was the kind of guy, like, if you were just hanging out playing video games, you were going to end up wrestling him because he was just like that guy. <laughs> that was like, no matter what, he was, yep. was going to start wrestling you. And I was like a 106-pounder. He was like 160, 170. You know, <laughs> yeah. like this guy. He was just one of those guys that was like, didn't matter. He was going to start messing with you and wrestling with you. He was just physical, you know. That's the same thing like rugby. Like, we'll be after a game having drinks, hanging out, and then somebody just, you know, picks an ankle. Someone, you know what I mean? Just, just a little arm drag. Yeah. You just something fun like that, and you're just you're on the ground wrestling. And, and it's funny, too, because the non-wrestling rugby guys – hate it (laughs) (laughs) because they're like really physical and good athletes but they don't know how to wrestle they're like a fish out of water (laughs) 
And yeah, we I said watching like internet clips of people fighting, and you can tell like one of them has a wrestling skills and one of them doesn't, just because it's like it's it doesn't. You just see it right away. You're like, oh wait, like this isn't, is they're not on the same playing field right here. You know? Isn't there a classic saying where it's like if you see a guy with cauliflower ear in the bar, you just walk away? Never mess with a guy with cauliflower ear. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think anymore you don't mess shouldn't mess with anybody because like you look at like those jujitsu guys too. Like, oh you yeah, know, you yeah. can take it, you can take, you can double leg a guy to the ground, but that doesn't like now you're in their world. If, you know what I mean? And a lot of these jujitsu guys don't even have cauliflower ears. So yeah. have you, you seen those? Know, you never know what what a guy's got going on. You know. Right. I love that you brought the jujitsu thing up. Have you ever seen like those like reels or TikToks or whatever where it's like they're like. Making fun of jujitsu, he's like, "Come down here, bro! Come down here! Yeah. <laughs> I dare you yeah, come down yeah, here!" Yeah. I think that's he's like laying on the that. ground. You see that? You see that in UFC though? You'll see it. Like Nate Diaz does it all the time. Like I think Nate Diaz like purposely gets knocked down because he lays there and on his back and and he's waiting for you to come down there because he knows that. Oh he yeah. Go down in in there. It's, it's probably gonna not be good for you. Yeah, some yeah. people are just better being on the ground. I mean, like. I used to wrestle some guys that, like, for some reason were better being, like, on the ground than compared to, like, being able to take you down and stuff like that. Like, I had a guy where, like, I could not, like, I could never pin him. And, like, I lost him the first time. Then literally every time I had to wrestle him, all my coaches, like, just take him down, let him get back up, take him down, let him get back up, just continuously do that. And then I beat him the last two times I wrestled him. It's just, like, I don't understand how some people are better on the ground compared to yeah, being on their I feet. Mean, it makes no sense. Wrestling in jiu-jitsu has a ton of crossover because I feel like that's another outlet that wrestlers can go to when they're done competing and wrestling. Because, like, wrestling, and, you know, Alex knows or anybody anybody listening knows, when you're done with college, it's kind of like, well, are you going to try to make an Olympic team here? Are you going to, like, what, like, you going to coach? Like, what's your plan? There's really not a lot of things left to do. Where, like, jiu-jitsu, you can, they have tournaments all the time, and it's not, like, jiu-jitsu is not even... In, like, you can't go to college for jiu-jitsu, I don't think so. It's funny that there's so much crossover, but they always, we've tried so many times to make them both exist on the same, like, in the same event. So we'll take a guy who's a Division One college wrestler, national champion, and they'll have him go, uh, like, compete in a match against a jiu-jitsu guy. If it's wrestling, the wrestling guy wins. If it's jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu guy wins. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them are competitive because it's like we spent zero amount of – I wrestled from second grade to senior year of high school. I spent zero minutes drilling from my back. The coach is never like, yeah. hey, uh, you're going to start on your back. You know, that doesn't happen. We don't mm-hmm. – We don't. that's that's death, you know, in, in our world. Where to yeah. them, it's like they, they probably spend half the time on their back trying to, you know, work out of that. I did one just I joined like a free one day like tutorial thing on jujitsu and we spent the whole time on our backs it was the most uncomfortable <laughs> like I just, was so I was a fish out of water the whole time it was so confusing it's just but your it whole so, time you're just like I'm not supposed to be fun, here but it, yeah <laughs> yeah as a middle school wrestling coach I mean I don't know how many times when I see a kid get done with a drill and they lay on their back and I'm like better not get comfortable there like that's <laughs> It's like, that's yeah, what we say. Yeah. You count the lights? like. <laughs> and I think that's, too, where where rugby exists also, where it's like, again, like you'll see us at the Street League on June 24th at the Recplex. You'll see us there handing out business cards, maybe. I don't know. We might have gone through 100. Yeah, go for it. And, like, that's a big thing where it's like, hey, wrestling's awesome. Our community and your community, they're very similar. There's a lot of crossover. And if you want to keep being competitive, 
and it's not in wrestling, you know, hey, rugby's another outlet. Not saying yeah. it's the only outlet. Not saying, you know, like, there's there's guys who are going to do other things like coaching wrestling, like you said, or maybe they are going to, you know, train some more. Or maybe they move into more of a MMA or other discipline of uh, combat sports. But rugby is an option, too. And our big thing is we just want to make people aware and also, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Where can people buy those tickets? We, I meant to say that at the very beginning. How can people get tickets? Are there tickets left? Like, what's, what's going on there? Uh, VIP just sold out today, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But we still have general mission tickets. You can find us on Twitter at Stalemate Show um, or Instagram, I think, at Stalemate Show. Or you can look us up on Facebook. I think that one's just Stalemate. And uh, we've been posting the link nonstop. It, it's it's exciting, and yeah, I think you guys should definitely try to recruit some guys. And and uh, I know I know at one point Drew Foster had posted that he did with the wombat sweater on or the wombat shirt on. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to. He, he bought a VIP table the other day, so I'm gonna That's put him next to you guys, and maybe maybe you guys can heckle him to try to get on your squad. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think he's gonna bring a bunch of. He's going to bring a bunch of you and I wrestlers with him. So, yeah, that's what we you heard. Know, you never know. So our yeah, buddy, be fun. our buddy uh, Parker Cyper, he's buddies with them. So Parker is a wombat, and he does video yeah. editing. He's going to be at the table with them. So that's oh, going to yeah, be cool. that's going to be a rowdy two tables. And you guarantee, I can guarantee, there's going to be some trash talking and some recruiting and. Um, a few beverages and maybe a few, I don't know, maybe shirts will be off by the end of the night. I don't know what the recplex policy is. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't want to get you in. They tucked us away in a very, very far corner. And I'll say this, the hardest part about doing Street League is trying to explain to these venue people what we're doing. Because they're like, they're like, what is it? Like, you're, it's wrestling, but it's. Is, is it like WWE? Like they don't. <laughs> I mean, what it is, they think it's like a, they think it's a youth tournament. You know, like it's, it's they have no clue. And every time they they have, they're like, oh okay, like sounds good. You know, dude, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I uh I got a quick question though. Uh, so you know Aaron Hornbrook then, right? Maybe, yeah, my yeah. man. Yeah, uh, are you putting his table next to ours? Because he messaged me about that, and he's like, I requested to have my table next to your guys'. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes, you guys will, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll go probably go his table, your table, and then Drew's table. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I was curious, too, because he did the announcements last year, which was cool, because I was like, I didn't know that he was doing that, so like when I showed up to Street League 2, I'm like, oh, shit, like Aaron's here? Is, is he doing it again, or you got somebody else doing like all the announcements? I believe he's doing it again, but he, he bought a table, so I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just going to sit down in between. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he does a really good job of that, so. This sounds a lot like, yeah. you know, you got married, what, a year ago? Is this, like, worse than, like, setting the, the dinner table after, or, like, where the <laughs> tables are at a wedding reception? Like, <laughs> put, a, put was, us by this. My wife. My, my wife did all that, so I, I for me, this is. Definitely work because I actually have to do something here. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny when you do when you organize these things. At first, you focus so much on like, like I remember my biggest problem with the first one was like, don't let the stream crash, don't let the stream crash because <laughs> the wrestling community hates they hate flow. A lot of people don't like flow sports because their stream crashes. So for me, I was like just so focused on like like logistically. I hope everything goes well. And now my focus is strictly on like for the most part is just like figuring out how to sell this thing, how to promote it. And, uh, you know, at first, like, the first one, I like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we struck gold or what, but the first one was so much, like, I just put out a tweet 
and I think we sold like 80% of the tickets and made like all of our money back within like an hour. Wow. And then it gets harder the more you do things, I think, because you've got to try to always find new people and, and do things. So like now I probably focus more on, sorry, my stupid dog. Now I gotta focus more on like on like talent and promoting and 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 email marketing and just stupid stuff like that. But so it's kind of more boring now, but it's still stressful. It's just you know. Yeah, like trying to like when it. that first one came about, it was so unique, and I think you know the fun part about it was Twitter. I mean, any community in Twitter can get pretty hostile or toxic, and I think it was funny because you know people are talking shit to each other. And then people are like, oh, yeah, like I could beat you. And it's guys who are in their mid, late 20s, 30s. And then you're like, well, let's do it, you know. And and now you have people like when you actually did it. And I saw so many people who didn't even wrestle in the event, but they were like, I want to face so-and-so at Street League 2. And just people getting engaged that way, too, where they're like, I I think that first one, yeah, it was so unique because it's like, oh, my God, we could actually just a one night only that, that's pretty cool, and, and to try to reinvent it every single time, that, that does have to be difficult. But, you know, you've got some massive names here yeah. uh, on the card, and I, I just, you know, when you see in the main event Richie Lewis and you have a picture of him in a, in a USA singlet, you know, that's, that's huge. How do you go about finding guys, especially at the top of the card? And, and I know you couldn't be here in person because you only – Meet with people on the main card, and Alex is. I'm a B-lister. Kidding, hobby. Cut that part out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we try to. I look at a. I look at a lot. Yeah, that first one, I was pretty much just asking like friends and family, like, like one of the matches was like literally my neighbor versus one of my childhood best friends. Like, I knew that they were. I was like, I went to my neighbor who, you know, he he's, he coached at Southeast Polk. I'm like, hey, man, you want to wrestle on this? He's like, who? And I'm like, I think I get my buddy Garrett to do it, you know? So, I, I like, that That was my matchmaking skills in the beginning, which made it a lot of fun, but didn't make a lot of the matches super even. Where now, I feel like whenever we say, hey, we're doing it, here's the date, we get a, a flood of DMs. The problem is now we get people that are, like, from all over the country, and so... They, they want travel paid for this and that and we don't we don't really I mean honestly we don't really make a lot of money doing this we, we make our money by people signing up for the Patreon and then hopefully they stick around and stay subscribed so we can you know continue to use that money throughout the year and throw different events throughout the year but now we try to we, I really look at you know like Alex for example I like having him because I know that he's going to have supporters that are going to want to come and he's in good shape and, uh, you know, last time that he wrestled, it was a competitive match. Um, so I'll look at stuff like that and be like, okay, if that guy wants to come back, we'll definitely do it. Uh, I usually don't say no to guys who have competed before and they want to come back. Like, I'll usually, if, you, if you're if you willing to do it once, I'll keep having you until you don't want to do it. But, you know, we'll get people that, that'll reach out. Like this one, we got guys coming from California, Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, uh, New Jersey, New York. So, like, we we get guys from all over, and it just really depends on if they're willing to pay for their own travel. Some guys are like, hey, I just want to do it. You don't have to pay for anything. And it really just depends on how expensive it's going to be, how big of a draw they are. Obviously, if they're going to be a big draw, so Richie's coming from Florida. I don't know if, how much you guys really know about Richie. He was a national champ for Iowa Central. Then he went and wrestled at Rutgers. I believe he's All-American there, but... He was kind of known to be this kind of loudmouth, 
guy that uh, I remember he beat Alex Marinelli one time and he went over to the brand's corner and like told them to, I don't know, he, he, he was like, now the John. So obviously all the, all the anti-Iowa people loved him and all the Iowa people hated him. So he was a guy who was like, all right, he's a polarizing guy. I think he would sell well. He's building his name to, he, he wants to be in the, in the UFC one day and, and I think he can, he can be there. So he, he knows too that this is a good opportunity for him to compete and really kind of win more fans over in the wrestling community. So he's going to wrestle Ian Miller. And if you guys don't know who Ian Miller is, Ian Miller wrestled at Kent State, which is a uh, Division One, but it's a smaller Division One. And when Ian Miller was a senior, he he got screwed bad by the NCAA uh, to a point where they came out and admitted it, but they were like, well, what are you going to do about it? Because, because it, this is wrestling in a nutshell right here. They screwed up the scoreboard, so the score was wrong. Like, imagine if the Lakers played the Celtics and they forgot to count a basket and the and the Celtics got knocked out of the playoffs because of it or something like that. Yeah. Like, it was literally like that. The NCAA's response was, well, you guys should have challenged it. It's like, we got to challenge the table workers getting the score wrong. Like, that's, a, that's challengeable. Like, we didn't know. So that created this whole thing called, like, people always said, hashtag free Ian Miller because mm-hmm. he got he got literally um, screwed. And, like, he, he's, he was, like, a guy that could have won it that year. So it wasn't, like, a guy that was, like, not, not predicted to – place or anything like that like he was a top you know he, he's all he was a three-time all-american so he could have he could have won that bracket that year but you know so people are like people really want to see him come back because he, he's a guy that just throws people around he's physical i guarantee you he's going to try to he's going to try to pin richie so so like that that to me is like a hardcore fan like you're a hardcore fan of wrestling college wrestling you want to watch Ian Miller. you want to watch richie lewis so we kind of look at things like that. Kennedy Monday is also on the card. He's a son of um, Olympic champion Kenny Monday. So, you know, Kenny Monday actually tweeted, like, try to get my son on the card. If he's asking, if an Olympic, Olympian is asking to get a son on the card, we'll figure it out. Right. So, <laughs> Pull some strings. Oh, wow, there's room. It just yeah. opened up. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to wrestle Jesse Delavecchia. Jesse Delavecchia wrestled at Ryder University, which is a smaller Division One. He wrestled... I don't know if he's American before or not, but then he he was he quit for a while and he was working construction, came back and was an NCAA finalist. So he wow. was definitely all American his senior year. So that that was somebody that was like, all right, that that to me is a guy I want on my card because that that's a crazy story right there. And then we got this guy Alex Schmitz, right? He's uh, <laughs> he plays rugby. <laughs> And uh, he's gonna have Jake Neiman, so that's another. I'm 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 not kidding. I'm excited for that one. Jake Neiman was nominated for most valuable uh, most valuable wrestler uh, in the stalemates last year because he's two and zero. So he's going he's going for three and zero. Alex looks really good last time that he went out there, and uh, I'm excited because he's gonna have way more people at the stand. So hey, Alex, gonna, it's almost gonna be home field home field advantage for Alex. I got I got the inside scoop yeah. though. I got, You're gonna be the spoiler. <laughs> one of my one of my co-coaches wrestled Jake Neiman their freshman year, and he's got all the all this inside scoop on him. So no way. <laughs> where did, where did, Is he gonna corner you? No, he's actually not gonna. But when I, I've got I'm gonna have my old man and one of my wrestlers is actually gonna corner me. She's she's one of okay. our pride and joys. <laughs> awesome. Hey, let me ask you this. When yeah. you tell your wrestlers or your friends or family about wrestling, the thing, what do they ask? What do they say? Like, what are they, what's their reaction to? When I when I tell my mom I'm doing this, she says she says, "Why are you doing this again, Alex? You're gonna kill yourself." <laughs> <laughs> What's she say about yeah. rugby then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she hates that I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love it. Yeah. 
Oh, but no. everybody else, they love it. It's fun. <laughs> no, that's definitely... Uh, there it is. Yeah, There's the definitely. definitely. <laughs> Phil, Phil called me out before we do this. I say definitely way too much. But I told you not to think about it, though. <laughs> now that's all I've been thinking about is not to say definitely. I, I, I'll tell you what will help you with that. Edit your own stuff. If you edit your own stuff, you'll catch it and you'll stop doing it. <laughs> they already have a guy for that. Yeah. We, we got Javi. He oh, just okay. graduated from Iowa Central. He's our producer. He's 21. Just a baby boy. We're, we're trying go. to show him the ropes. <laughs> If you edit your own stuff, too, you can also... Uh, and I'm not trying to get Javi out of a job here, but if you edit your own stuff, you can cut out all the stuff that you don't like about yourself. <laughs> Dude, speaking of editing stuff, don't... Like, so when you guys set up stalemates and stuff, do you, like, have, like, your own kind of media team, or do you, like, hire somebody to help you with that, or how does that usually look for you? I was kind of curious about that earlier. Yeah. I forgot to ask. <laughs> no, I love that question. I like to talk about that stuff. So we, for the streaming, we hired Victus Media. They are out of Des Moines. A lot of my connections are through the barbershop. So I met Jen. She runs Evictus. Yes, yeah, so I know um, Jen. Yeah, she's good. She, yeah, yeah. So she, she does a lot of live streaming for uh, this, like, one has got a big powerlifting community, which yeah. clearly uh, I'm not a part of. But, oh, I, I, uh, that's they, how I know they, Jen and them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so she, she started streaming those, and I was like, hey, would you ever stream wrestling? And she was like, you know, sure. So uh, we hired them for the first one and uh, brought them back for the second. They'll be doing the third. And then for our social media stuff, we actually hire this girl named Jacqueline, who is amazing. She does a lot of the, she does actually all the Iowa State wrestling media stuff for Cyclone Fanatics. So oh, I met her through them. And yeah, so she'll be at the head table. And she's kind of usually tweeting, she's tweeting like just general um, match update. She tweets, she does an amazing job. She did, she'll, She'll tweet, like, um, you know, funny videos that people are going crazy. Like, she does a great job doing all that. It's so funny, though, because she'll, like, answer DMs throughout that because people will DM us, like, saying, like, hey, this, you know, the volume's low or whatever. And, like, I'll go through my DMs, like, man, like, I, I didn't know that, you know, I don't know. Like, I missed stuff. Or, oh, people will be like, people will think that I'm her. And I'm like, man, I don't, do I sound like that? You know, like, I don't know. It's funny that when you give other people the, the account, you're always like, it's just. I don't know. It, it's, you can tell. I feel like people can tell that it's not me doing it. And then, as far as like the lead up to it, the hype videos and stuff like that, we we usually do it ourselves. Last year, I actually hired. Uh, you guys know what Fiverr is? I, think, I don't. Oh. Sounds familiar. Is that like Fiverr. a? Yeah. What is it? It's basically you can go. You guys should use it. Um, it you can go in there and hire anybody. It's like original concept was like you can hire anything done for five dollars, but obviously. With inflation, it's no longer. Five <laughs> I was gonna say it probably adds up a little bit in this economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in this economy, you can't get you can't get anybody for five bucks. No, so I, I hired this guy who's supposed to be a Ray Liotta uh, voice impersonator, right? <laughs> and uh, I wanted him to do an intro like you hear on Goodfellas, and I had everything. This is for that piece of. I don't know if it was the first or the second one. I think it, I don't know, but. I hired this guy to do a voiceover of, for like this hype video. It was going over every match, and it was amazing. And he sent it to me, and it sounded like a German guy trying to be Ray Liotta. And he <laughs> mispronounced every single name, but it was so funny. We used we used it anyway. So, I, I don't know. I like I like doing stuff like that. So well, maybe we'll bring back recipes Ray Ray Liotta. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring back this this uh, Ray, this German Ray Liotta guy to do some more hype stuff for us. Dude, that's 
funny. It sounds like something Mr. Gray would do, honestly. Like no. with the hype or the yeah. uh, the cameo no. videos I and heard, that. <laughs> oh, Byron's this- amazing. If you guys, if you guys, no, I want to do the cameo thing because I was gonna pay a bunch of like B-list celebrities to like promote this event. Like Riff Raff. <laughs> Dude, they have this thing on there where it's like, if it's for a business, they charge like... Hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it's like you're saying the same thing, but if, if you if you literally have them try to promote something, it's like thousands of dollars Ugh. compared to like a $10 birthday shout out, you know, it's nuts. Well, did you see on like Pardon My Take when they do the Takey Awards, they'll get random cameos to announce the winner of like whatever their awards are and like... These people have no clue what they're announcing, and they and so I guess they probably won't do it anymore because you know from twenty seven dollars to a thousand dollars, like it's not worth it. But we were talking about at our awards banquet to get a bunch of random B and C list celebrities to announce the awards because they're like comedians or just washed up athletes. Like it'd be funny, but well, they might they might do that. What I was talking about, like, if you try to get them to, like, push the product to sell or something mm. like that. So, like, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to get them to, if you guys are trying to get people to, um, you know, buy Wombat merch, it would cost you more. But as far as, like, announcing an award, I don't know. I bet they would do gotcha. that. Gotcha. That'd be, that'd be pretty yeah. similar to, like, a birthday shout-out, you would think. Yeah. So, that's still on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, okay. I think as long as you're not promoting something for profit, you know. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that would be... I, I think, Zach, our our humor is very similar in, like, where sometimes, like, I have an idea for the Wombats, and I'll throw it out there, and it's, like, not a lot of people get it. And it's, like, no, 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 this was intentionally bad because it's funny. Like, it's a joke. And then people are, like, yeah, no, that doesn't, wait, what? So That doesn't track. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always, doesn't always, yeah, it doesn't always translate, I don't think. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, because I think you've told me before, too, like, sometimes on Twitter, like, Early on, you tried to stir the pot just for fun and to try to get engagement, and people took you so literally. Like you're, uh, it's noted you're an Iowa State fan, and yep. you would make comments to try to stir the pot, and people out of nowhere, all across Twitter, would just come at you attacking you because they didn't get the joke or the sarcasm. Like you just always were like, why am I even making this joke? People, they just they're not smart. Yeah, I don't, I don't really try to do that anymore because in the beginning it was only, you know, it was, and keep in mind we're, we're still, you know, relatively small, but, you know, the more people that, the more followers and stuff that you do gain, it's more people that don't know you or don't know your humor, so they'll follow you thinking you're like a legitimate news organization and then you put out a tweet <laughs> that's like a joke, that's clearly a joke, and they, they don't understand that that was a joke. Your hardcore people will, will understand, but... It's not always worth it, you know. I actually, the Wyoming head coach got mad at me not too long ago because I had said that I was boycotting Tulsa because they were kept bringing the Big 12 championships back to Tulsa, and I said I was going to boycott it until they left Tulsa. I was saying it as a joke. Like, clearly I'm not, I don't care about the city of Tulsa that much. You know what I mean? It's not really that big of a deal to me, but he was he was very upset that I, that I said that, but... Like, the more the more pull you get, it's like, come on, man. Like, people listen to you, and it's like, bro, it's a joke. Like, come on. Like, uh, it's, it's really yeah, not that it, deep type thing. Yeah. God. Like, I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really chaining myself to the wall here. Like, oh, uh, I'm on a hunger strike. Like, no, it's. But you should do it for comedic purposes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and speaking and, and of. Uh, none of the, to, oh. to me, none of this really matters in the long run. So, if, 
if they want to get upset at me about something like that, I don't really care. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's it's always been fun to follow just randomly some of the some of the people that have been involved in wrestling media and how you get into it with them. I love to jump in every once in a while and and your guy Corby, he tweeted my guy. He's he was who you were just with uh out in New York, right? He lives out there? Yeah, he's a Jersey guy. Gotcha. Yeah, he uh he responded when we said we were going to get our VIP table and cheer on Alex, and I circled it and all that. I mean, our social media person circled it. <laughs> whoever that is. Whoever that is. <laughs> um, and he said, yeah. can't wait. Stalemates may need to get a logo on those Wombat jerseys. I mean, I feel like it's a partnership, you know, just made in heaven. Someday have that, that Stalemates logo on, on the chest or on the sleeve. I, I feel like it'd be, we could do some all-whites with with an alternate teal blue logo for stalemates? I don't know. Just, yeah, just spitballing. You just, know. Well, I mean, it's Corby's we'll idea. Have, we'll have, we'll have, <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to figure, we'll have to figure that out. Maybe Corby will cut the check for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Noted. Yeah. Noted. So Get we'll just... Contact with Corby. We'll, uh, we'll address that to at Corby Matt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Corby, Corby is our... He's also our travel advisor. That guy's like Rain Man for flights, man. He, he books flights like... He knows exactly what what freaking planes and stuff. So he he's our travel guy. He's not our finance guy, but if he wants the logo on there, we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> oh man! So if we make nationals and we got to fly somewhere, we're calling him. Yeah, we're we're getting say. the team jet yeah. going, and we'll have to fundraise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got twenty seven dollars and a peanut butter sandwich in our savings account. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cost too much to store the peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, again, Zach, he is the founder, creator, uh, everything stalemates. He is running the Street League that is going to be June twenty fourth at seven p.m. at the Recplex over there in West Des Moines. Make sure you either get a ticket, go to their social media stalemates. Just go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever you do. MySpace, maybe I don't know. Type in stalemates, you'll find it. Click the link. Also, if you can't get there in person, you're out of town, you're out of the state, you can go to his Patreon, you can watch it. Um, is Where's the post party? $3.99. Get? How much is that? $3.99. Cheaper than a shout out from Celebrity <laughs> on Cameo. A dollar and one cents cheaper. <laughs> uh, where's the post party going to be afterwards? Has that been announced yet? Mash Park. This is an exclusive. Ooh. Ooh, Smash Bros. I love Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Javi, we yeah. need a new sound for breaking news. Like, we just broke <laughs> news. Can you, go, can you find a breaking news sound? <laughs> okay, then you got to edit that in. <laughs> so, is there going to be a stop after Smash Park? Do, do you know of any other places near the Recplex? Do you know of any other uh, facilities or businesses out there? Um, is it the barbershop plug? No, it no no. It's I'm sorry. It's not the barber shop. It's uh, Phil. Why don't you tell them about it? After our a few of our matches, we how to describe it though without being disrespectful. Well, these <laughs> the women that work there, they're very kind. They're very yeah. they're good at their exotic jobs. workers. Is that is that how you're supposed to say that? Beach girls. Are you talking about <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. All right. I'm not a beach girls guy. I'm more of a lumberyard guy. So that's lumberyard. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on that side of town. So. so we'll stop by Smash Park for a minute, whatever. and then Alex's uh, post-match celebration when he wins the title from Jake Neiman. 
that Wombat <laughs> Wrestling <laughs> Championship. Yeah. We, We're going to make we a belt. That would be awesome. Yeah, you, you need to start making up, like, these fake, like, pro wrestling, like, oh, the Mid-Atlantic television championship like just throw, yeah, yeah, <laughs> throw yeah. Oman random people but Dude, we should make our own trophy for it yeah and even if Alex <laughs> loses we give it to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Wombats participation trophy oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no it's on gonna the last one a guy on, a, on the last one a guy walked out with his boxing belt and then he lost and people online were like so does he have to give those boxing belts <laughs> <laughs> we were saying that at our table too we were like he's got to give those up like i mean you you can't walk out there with belts and then get your ass beat so yeah but is he on this my, card mike's the man though he's the man i, I want to have him back he was just posting a video today like splitting logs with his hands tell me if we need a replacement he was coming from ohio all right, oh, so man. you know what? He can Bobby, keep the belts. He can keep the belts, and he's a yeah, friend yeah. of the he's a friend of the B side boys. And we were just joshing around. Hopefully, you <laughs> <joshing>. yeah. <laughs> he can be. He, you might need him for the wombat. You never know. Oh yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Any hey, any wrestler that wants to play rugby or keep their career going, come our way. And then when you want to wrestle again in the street league, we will pack the house for you. Like that's our guarantee. If you're a wrestler. And you play rugby for us, we will pack the house. <laughs> oh, big time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Zach, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. And we can't to, we can't wait to see you on June 24th, man. All right. Sounds good. And uh, maybe let's make, uh, let's make uh, the Wombat's official sponsor for you guys' match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good? That sounds good to us. Thanks, man. Well, All right, thanks, we'll, guys. Yep, we'll see you, brother. That was our interview with Zach Bogle from Stalemates. Hell of a dude. Dude, yeah. Super nice guy. Pretty knowledgeable dude about uh, wrestling. And it's really cool to see what he's doing, you know, in this untapped market in wrestling. You know, like, he's really making something out of it. And it's just, it's wild to see how much it's grown since COVID started. Mm -hmm. And, like, people have really noticed and have been investing in the whole idea with, like, the Street League stuff and, like, the uh, podcasting and, like, all the stuff he's been doing. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah, no, and wrestling... For so long, the media has been, you know, you say cliche stuff like wrestlers, I think, have some of the craziest personalities. Mm -hmm. But when you interview them, you talk to them, no one wants to be like, you don't want to be known for that. Or like yeah. programs don't want to be known for our wrestlers are eccentric and crazy and mm -hmm. they have lives outside. It's like, I showed up, I wrestled hard, I can do better next time, I'm going to go to the wrestling room. The, like, it's boring. And yeah. The thing about Stalemates and Zach, so I met him six, seven years ago when I needed a haircut. Ty Flood was like, oh, hey, Ryan Gray, you'd love this place, Paramount. It's in the East Village. It's awesome. That's a good Kurt Flood impersonation. Well, it was Ty Flood, and I <laughs> oh, said Ty Flood. Did you? I thought you said Kurt. Nope. It was okay, Ty. that makes more sense now. Yeah, because it was more upbeat. Uh, so shout out the Flood brothers. No, Ty's like, hey, you should go to Paramount. I go to this guy, and it wasn't. Zach and and then I was like I just need somebody and Zach was the guy and he's the guy who gives me my haircuts because do you remember what my hair looked like and my mustache looked like you kind of had like that emo like face had, for a little bit I had the swoop <laughs> I dude it was bad because I I couldn't afford a haircut and, and then I get that big Des Moines public school paycheck and I'm like I can afford a barber oh yeah and so <laughs> I went to him once and I'm like oh this guy's my guy and then all of a sudden I find out he likes wrestling and and talking to him. Before it happened, while he started creating it, 
and then now what it is. I mean, he really, watching him take a risk and he bet on himself during COVID, bought a mic, does his own podcast, edits his own stuff. Now he puts on events. It's really cool to see and I'm just really happy for him. And I love that we get to be a part of it and like be fans and wrestling's fun. Yeah. Like just, you, you, you grab some drinks, you grab your buddies and you just yell at Alex and you know. <laughs> yell at, yeah, that sounds about right. Pin that guy. Like, I mean, it's just, and then you got Josie from Alabama who came last time and he's like, I don't know nothing about wrestling. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's awesome. And he's like, I don't get it, but this is a lot of fun. Well, I love like the whole idea too. Like, cause like we've all gone, well, I mean like obviously Alex wrestled in college and stuff like that. And, uh, we've gone and watched college wrestling, like dual meets and stuff like that. And, uh. It's really cool, like, how, like, the Street League thing, like, do the walkout songs and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. you get to see, like, what kind of polarizing characters there actually are, you know, like, involved. It's oh, it's really cool. That reminds me. Did you me. forget to ask something? Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask him about the whole, like... Pat Downey? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the whole point. When we... Oh, my God. When he was talking about, like, people who are, like... When he was talking about Richie. Yeah. And how he's pretty polarizing... I was holding a finger up under the table to remember, yeah. and then I thought of something else because my peanut ADHD brain Naturally. was like, oh, it was shiny. Oh, Dude. man, that makes sense. I want to talk about Pat Downing because he's crazy on Twitter, and then there's that Pat Minio. You ever see him? He's, uh, a, he's a hardcore Pennsylvania guy. I argued with him about the Green Bay Packers <laughs> once. This was hilarious. When Green Bay got knocked out of the playoffs, I tweeted at him something just like, ha-ha, you know, Green Bay lost. He's like... That's all you Bears fans have. Like, you're going to cheer about that? And I'm like, he's like, you must be sad. And I'm like, yeah, I am. My team fucking sucks. Chicago in general. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just not yeah. good. <laughs> when am I going to root for a winning Chicago Bears football team? Ooh. It'll probably be years from now. So, yeah, I am going to cheer when Robbie Gold hits the game winner for the 49ers over Green Bay. And then he's like, fair point. <laughs> you know the other thing I, I totally forgot to ask him about? Like, his opinion on, like, the whole NCAA rule change because, like, this is, like, the best opportunity for, like, wrestlers to, you know, make some form of income now. Mm. Like, because... The NIL? You know, yeah. He could... Dude, he could get college wrestlers on the card. He really could. But, I mean, like, that's the thing, like, because that's, like, the best opportunity for them to make money with wrestling, like, actually competing. Like, you, there's obviously the yeah. avenues of coaching and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, you were talking about, like, other combat sports. And, like, I think... Because Stalemates, when they did Street League, that was before the NIL thing. Yes, yep. So, like, that was one of the, like, opportunities for, like, maybe, like, a title card, you know, guy to make some money, you know? Right, like, right. And now you, you could actually be like, hey, because you know what's happening in NCAA a lot now? Guys are ducking guys. That's a big topic where mm. when they have dual meets, top guys will sit out against other top guys and be like, oh, I'll see you at the finals. I'll see you at the Big Tens or I'll see you at Nationals. And then yeah. they won't run into each other. Here's a spot you could get paid real money yeah. to face each other. And maybe it actually matters, like, because mm -hmm. there's a paycheck on the line. Yeah. I don't know. So, Zach, if you're listening to this, we will need a part two. <laughs> because <Sorry. laughs> as uh, young podcasters, oh, we'll talk about that meme in the next episode. Uh, we goofed. The we, Pat Downey, NILs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those, we dropped the ball on that one, but... Well, we, we're trying okay. to... This is a rugby podcast. We tried to keep it rugby-centric, and no, again, appreciate him being on, and I hope everyone enjoyed a kind of a detour from rugby as we're, we're just starting the Iowa 7 Series in a couple of weeks, and college rugby is done, high school rugby is done. There is some select side stuff going on, but there's not much going on, but this stalemates thing, 
it's cool. And if we're going to grow our sport of rugby, we need to look for other avenues, crossover athletes. That That's where it happens, you know, especially for guys who are in their mid-20s, 30s. That's where we got to look. So hopefully you guys had some fun with this. Check out Stalemates. Give them a follow. Yep. Uh, they're, they're funny, too. Like, oh, if yeah. you like he's wrestling, he, he's a funny dude. It's very Barstool-esque, but with mm. none of the uh, allegations or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So, with that being said, Phil, I'm going to pass you over. Javi, say something <laughs> funny. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to have something funny for you, us. You told us you prepped for I this. got something funny, but I'm going to say that for... Friday's episode. Okay. Right. Can you remember that long? Oh, I can. Okay. It might turn into a conversation. Well, it might be 20 minutes from now, but <laughs> time travel. Javi, say something funny. What do leeches and Eiffel Tower have in common? What do leeches and Eiffel Towers have well, in what common? Well, what type of, are we talking about like Eiffel Towers in Paris? Are you talking about a different type of Eiffel no, Tower? We're t- no, we're talking about Paris. <laughs> okay. Wait, are we talking about leeches, like the bug that like will suck blood out? Or are we talking about leeches like People who just bugs. Okay. Bugs. Okay. What do bug? So what? What do what do what do leeches and the Eiffel Tower have in common? Oh, I know this one. Oh yeah. I don't. Did you get this one off a of Laffy Taffy? No, I got this off TikTok. But uh, oh, the point. Yeah. No. Uh, they both are French. Wrong. They're both Paris sites. Oh my. Yeah, that sounds like a Laffy Taffy joke. Play the music. <laughs>